0: Domain one, which is uh,
1: the architectural concepts and the design requirements for uh, cloud. Okay. So when you get into the CCSP mindset, please remember few important points. When you are discussing about cloud. Okay. It always drills down from CapEx to OpEx as a migration. Because when you go on cloud, there is no more capex investment required. It more goes on based on your usage and your build. So it it is a transformation from a capex to OPEX. Okay. When you go on cloud cloud customer is ultimately responsible for the security of its data. So you cannot say that. Okay, my, my data is on AWS or my data is on Google cloud so those cloud providers are the one who have to take care of the security you cannot say, okay even though even though through SLAs you can control these things but ultimate responsibility lies with the customer okay and that is where when you are getting into a contract with any cloud provider it is very important to add all detailed responsibilities roles in your service level agreements to avoid any future problems on a usage of cloud. Next important point is that when you go on cloud, encryption plays a very important role. Why? We will very soon come across. But then that is where customers should own the key management for the encryption, which is done on cloud. That's the next very important point, which everybody has to remember. When you are using encryption in cloud. It plays a vital role when you want to get uh, rid of cloud. That means you want to delete your data, then the crypto shedding, which is which we will cover in a while in uh, the further slides. It plays a very vital role. And the most important point is that security in cloud is not free. So even though you are migrating to cloud, yeah, it is safe, but then you do have to spend certain time and efforts to make sure that the cloud is secured for the end users. So let's understand certain further concepts on cloud. So on cloud computing definitions. If you follow the definition, which is given by the uh, National Institute of Standards and Technology that is NIST, okay? It simply, it is a model for enabling a easily available, convenient, on-demand network to access a shared proof of configurable computing resources that can be rapidly provisioned and released with minimal management effort of service provider interaction. So what does it mean? It means that in cloud. Okay, the services are easily available configurable for a customer on its will. Now, let's go. Let's go into a brief history of cloud. Is anyone aware that how this uh, idea of even Amazon cloud started? Because previously it was more of managed services or uh, uh, co-location environment. There is a history behind this that when Amazon started its uh, e-commerce website. And especially on uh, these big Friday sale or during their Christmas sales. They used to have huge demands from people and to meet that Amazon started adding the compute services for to meet the rising demands of the customers. So that, you know, they should not miss any cell, and their hardware went on to become so big that on non-essential days or say non-peak days, that hardware was unused. It was lying idle. And then came the idea of those people that when the use is less, they started sharing it as a resource pool. And that was the inception of cloud. Okay. So in, in nutshell, what is cloud cloud? for you it is something which is a ready available service but for the cloud provider it is a typical data center what you and me have seen throughout our career so it's it's a bunch of hardware sitting at a particular data center with the provision to provide the services to the end customer that's the idea behind cloud And when you get into these cloud computing, it comes with various roles. So what are these major roles? One is the cloud service customer. Who is cloud service customer? It can be any individual or any organization who want to host their application or services on cloud. So tomorrow you want to start your uh, own startup company and you want to have a small application or a mobile app or any other service which you want to provide. You just go on uh, the Amazon website and you create your uh, company's account and you start uh, pooling the resources. It's as simple as that and that is where Amazon or Google these providers become your cloud service provider and you become a cloud service customer. Is it clear? So the next term, which I have already explained, is cloud service provider. So these these players, which I have said Google or Microsoft Azure, or uh, AWS are the cloud service provider because they are having these pooled resources made available for the customer to select on their will. The next one is cloud service partner. Cloud service partner is normally an entity which is providing like a subset of services. So they are like brokers. They purchase these services from the main provider and they give it to the end users. So they mediate and they provide you these, uh, the uh, functionalities or the services in addition to maybe a few managed services. And that is the origin from where you know that that's a major difference between managed services and cloud service provider that in managed services you are not owning uh, the specific thing but in cloud service uh, the cloud provider owns the uh, certain services which he is offering to the end users the next is cloud computing characteristics now these are very important from exam perspective, because you will definitely get at least two to three questions on on this particular area. Okay, what differentiates the cloud from any conventional or a traditional data center? So the major points which we were discussing is it's on demand self-service. So you don't have to have a specific knowledge or a IT skills or a IT department to go and subscribe for this cloud services. You can simply go on any cloud provider site and you can just subscribe for the services and get going. To provide the services, it requires a broad network access. So what is that? It means that if you want to access services from Google or you want to access services from Microsoft Azure, on each data center they need to have the broad network that is the internet access where you as an end customer can connect and utilize these services and this provides the criteria where you can be based anywhere in the world so today if you see from microsoft or aws or google their data centers are spread wide across world And you can select your uh, convenient zone and you can host your services there. So that is broad network access. One of the major criteria, which is also a security threat is multi-tenancy. So what do you mean by multi-tenancy multi-tenancy is on cloud. There are multiple customers who host their data or services or applications which creates a threat from a security standpoint. What does it mean? That means that today my company and uh, say 100 or 1000 other people are hosting their data on say Azure or AWS or Google and our data is sitting on same data center on the same hardware and it is shared from a resource perspective. So security becomes a very vital area to cover from multi-tenancy standpoint. Rapid elasticity and scalability. These are having very thin line. Scalability is that when you you want to scale up or down on need basis, your hardware. For example, you are an e-commerce company and say from uh, Indian perspective, say during Diwali, you want to uh, run a campaign and you need an additional resources only for two months. You can scale it up. The moment campaign is done, your load is down. You can scale it down. Rapid elasticity majorly covers when you are using it, using the cloud services say from uh, your BCDR perspective, the business continuity and disaster recovery. So you are hosting it on a minimal level and when you want to invoke your DR, you want it to scale on a rapid basis. You don't have time to, you know, Keep creating multiple uh, machines at need basis, so that that's where rapid elasticity plays very uh, vital role. Resource pooling. Now this is again a vital feature of cloud because it has got enormous pool of resources available to distribute. So it is having a huge storage. It is having huge compute base, firewalls, security devices. Uh, switches all virtual devices pooled for your purpose and last but very important thing is all these services are provided by all the cloud providers on a measured basis so you pay for only those utilization factors for which you have used any service so for example you create a server on amazon and you use it only for 3 days and then you have shut it down for rest of the month so you will end up paying only for 3 days it is basically based on different criteria what you select okay so what are the building block technologies for cloud so any cloud okay needs virtualization of various technologies so for example on cloud hardware there is a pool of hardware and it uses virtualization technology to provide the compute to provide the storage to the end customer for network it, it is having a huge pool of network which is having a, a front layer of software defined network which gives you the capability to create your own ip ranges to create your own routing on databases if you go on azure you go on aws you can have your own databases uh, right from microsoft sql to oracle to redshift to dynamo db to mongodb there are lots of new technologies available to create your own databases and all these services are scalable and the last but most important part is the orchestration layer. This orchestration layer is the one which provides you all the important support. To control your cloud operations. So when you say that I'm I'm having the uh, account on uh, say. Microsoft Azure or say uh, AWS. So you have your own orchestration layer from where you can add a new server. You can create new database. You can add a storage. You can uh, route your uh, network to new countries. You can allow, disallow the things from your firewall. So this orchestration layer is your one stop office shop, office shop for controlling the
0: entire cloud. Okay, this takes me to the next point, which
1: defines the cloud computing as a concept. So it is a service which is delivered using internet. And cloud describes the delivery of service applications using a pool of resource which we have already discussed. So let's go on the cloud computing activities. Okay. So as, as I mentioned, when we started on as of today, majority of people are considering cloud as an option to move from CapEx to OPEX. That's, that's the easy way of managing the funds in a better way to get rid of vicious cycle of your hardware upgrade on a regular basis. These are few examples. Uh, it depends upon a company to company. Okay, and uh, it also when when you are uh, selecting cloud as an option, it, it also reduces certain uh, complexity from the IT perspective. So you know how, how your hardware will be hosted, how it will be secured. So your risk go down your scalability and elasticity becomes very simple. So if you are on prem you need to plan in advance that okay i will need so many servers for this particular year or i will need to add a storage so those things become a little complex from uh, the management perspective which cloud helps you to get rid of and that is where you know people are also getting into different modes of cloud usage another advantage of cloud from the uh, architecture perspective is that It is based on your uh, utilization. So your pricing is based on your utilization. So you don't have to uh, keep paying the same amount if your utilization keeps going down. And it also gives you the agility to the business. So you you have uh, the the rapid development and deployment uh, possible. You have a reach across the world, depending upon the nature of your business. And the collaboration and innovation becomes very simple with the use of cloud. Now that also gives you a kind of a, you know, a strategic alignment from a broad uh, oversight of idea. Integration into uh, new business planning because your speed to the market or speed to uh, hosting any new services increases Okay, now I will I will also say from an exam perspective, there is one very important thing is that extensive use of automation. It helps you to continuously improve the security monitoring because you are reducing the manual intervention to the maximum. So the manual lapses or manual oversight is not possible and your security posture improves. You can automate your security monitoring. Also, you can get certain automated alerts. So that is very important from an examination standpoint. Now, when you go into architecture, there are a few important categories which come into the picture from a cloud service uh, perspective and these broad categories are software as a service infrastructure as a service and platform as a service okay now software as a service is okay i'll start with infrastructure as a service because infrastructure as a service is the base it is like you know the way you have your existing data center you have a privilege to design the similar thing in cloud. So you subscribe for an infrastructure as a service and then you decide what kind of a uh, server configuration you want on cloud. How many cores, how much RAM, how much storage and you configure these things and you move your uh, application base to a cloud. So you are just using infrastructure as a service. So The cloud provider gives you the infra and the related services hosted in their data center. But you are the one who is controlling everything. So responsibility lies on you. When it goes on platform, platform is say, for example, you want to host everything which is say on Oracle. So you go as platform as a service where you don't have to manage anything on Oracle. You just migrate your application or a database base on a uniform platform and start using it. So your basic configuration is absolutely not required for that. And the top layer is software as a service. So any any uh, uh, software uh, if you are using, for example, uh, if you are using uh, any hr software say uh, workday so workday is a classic example where you know it's it's a ready made hr suite or the nowadays oracle financials which is oracle fusion which is the software as a service sap hana is software as a service because the entire responsibility of hardware software database lies with the cloud service provider so you just have to manage your users and you have to manage your data that's the advantage of software as a service so if if you see uh, from this particular uh, slide that when you are on-prem your entire responsibility starting from networking storage servers to virtualization layer operating systems Everything lies with you as an end user. But when you move to infrastructure as a service. Up to virtualization that is the infrastructure layer. It is managed by the vendor that is a cloud provider. And then whatever OS you want to install based on the virtualization layer from there to your middleware to your runtime environment, your data and your application lies with you. When you move to platform you get everything ready. You just have to migrate your data and your applications. And on software as a service everything except your users and data. Is managed by the cloud service provider. Okay, so These are these are the different categories of uh, cloud services which are offered and which are available for all end users today. Okay, and it uh, enables you from the capability perspective to give the cloud capability. Where you know you can you can gauge what is the uh, compatibility of your application. how how soon you can move your application to the cloud and how scalable your application is. It defines that, okay, uh, what platform you're using, how how this platform is uh, easily migratable to any cloud service provider. Okay, and that introduces us to different, you know, the, cloud specific role like you know as as we discussed that cloud service provider cloud auditor the cloud customer and all these roles are in detail because there is not much mention about these roles in our study books for that we can refer the ISO IEC standard 17,789 which you know has clearly defined
0: the different roles which are Uh, Specific to uh, the the cloud. Okay. So
1: that takes us to the cloud computing uh, activities, which is, you know, the cloud deployment models. So when you have different services provided, like, you know, someone is providing software as a service or there is infrastructure as a service platform as a service. It also has different deployment models. And these different deployment models are like, you know, a public cloud. Hybrid cloud, community cloud and private cloud. Now, what what does it mean? Okay, so private cloud is something which is specifically designed for any individual organization. So it can be hosted in your uh, personal data center or it can be hosted on any cloud but it is specifically designed. It is not shared or it does not have a multi-tenancy. So it is private cloud. Community cloud is for a community like, you know, there are all say retail organizations which come together and form a cloud or all healthcare sector. They come together and form a healthcare cloud where, you know, all healthcare related data is stored and shared within them. So that is called community cloud. Public cloud today is available. What is like, you know, Amazon or Azure or Google. These are public cloud which can be subscribed and used by anyone. And hybrid cloud is when you mix and match these clouds like, you know, today majority of the companies are uh, having their posture as hybrid cloud because you cannot move all your applications at one go to cloud so you are partially having your uh, certain legacy applications on your on-premise data center and you are having certain latest applications on the public cloud so that is managed uh, or that is recognized as hybrid hybrid cloud and these are one of the trickiest cloud environments to manage because your users are simultaneously connecting to both environments they are connecting to your private environment or on-prem environment and they are also connecting to the public cloud environment so the from a security standpoint your responsibility or your scope increases So uh, another important thing uh, in in upcoming thing uh, is impact of the related technologies on cloud. So if you guys see today, the internet of things or uh, blockchain artificial intelligence, these are, these are the things which are gaining importance on, on a huge scale. Okay. And this is a very important aspect from even ccsp exam perspective because when when you are talking about these services uh, especially like iot or uh, machine learning if you see a normal thing say any smartwatch like you know apple watch or something there is a huge data which is collected and processed and this collection and processing of a data is not possible from a normal uh, infrastructure it requires a massive infrastructure to store and process the data on a real time so the cloud plays a very vital role from these new emerging technologies uh, related to internet of things or artificial intelligence or machine learning because it, it uh, gives the uh, the scalable and elastic infrastructure available on the need basis and if this is this is uh, introduced on ccsp exam i think from 2018 or 2019 and there are definitely at least two questions if i'm not mistaking are asked on this particular point so it is very important that we cover this from the knowledge perspective that uh, what are the considerations uh, when uh, the cloud technologies are used for iot blockchain or artificial intelligence okay then on cloud shared considerations uh, we have already uh, discussed it partially like very important thing when you are selecting any cloud provider it is very important that use select a person where uh, interoperability of the cloud is possible so how how you define it okay so it is defined by how easy it is for you to move your applications from one provider to other provider now this we are talking about your custom made applications so uh previously for answering one question i have already said that if you have your own mobile app or your application and you have hosted it on azure now tomorrow maybe for your scalability or for your compatibility you want to get out of azure and you want to go to aws your application has to be capable now another thing which comes this is that if you start using any cloud specific service for example if you are using any cloud specific database or any cloud specific network functionality then it will become very difficult for you to get out of the cloud okay so that has to be taken care when you are selecting any cloud the next aspect from a shared consideration is portability So you should make sure that your your application is portable movable to any cloud provider on need basis. So it provides you from a vendor lock-in. So what is vendor lock-in that you cannot move out of any vendor. That is a vendor lock-in. Another aspect to do this is vendor lock-out. Now what is vendor lock-out vendor lockout is you say host your application to any public cloud provider and that cloud provider closes his application and you are stuck now you are not able to get your application or your data back that is vendor lockout okay so then you also need to consider from availability security privacy perspective resiliency is also very important uh, consideration which should be evaluated while selecting a cloud provider so what is resiliency resiliency is that you make sure that any cloud provider what you are selecting has a capability to function without any disruption to your availability in case of any disaster in their data center so if you see uh, when when uh, you subscribe for any aws or google cloud or azure when you select your uh, region normally in that region at least two availability zones are there that is to make sure that your data is already replicated between two zones. So anything happens in one availability zone. Still, there is no impact on your functionality on the cloud. So it's very important uh, feature from an exam perspective. There is a definite question on resiliency. Then it's about performance because if you are say in India and you are selecting a availability zone say in uh, Ireland then uh, you might have a performance issue so when you are selecting a cloud service provider you need to make sure that from where you are connecting the network stability hops are already identified and as per that you are selecting a region to host your application and last very important thing is from a governance standpoint so if you are a company based out of india and you are storing a vital customer data. Maybe from a uh, Indian IT Act perspective, you are not allowed to store your data outside India. So and these are specific rules which are applicable, especially for a banking sector or uh, e-commerce sector where you know, it's, it's very important that as a cloud security professional, you have to give your guidance on selecting or architecting the cloud from this perspective it's a very very important uh, point from a governance standpoint then there are certain regulatory compliances uh, which are uh, mandated uh, when you select any particular cloud provider so for example if you are having a credit card data stored you are covered by pci dss so this compliance from a cloud provider if it is not there then it's your responsibility as a end user you cannot say that okay my data is stored there but if the cloud provider is not pci dss compliant then the responsibility lies on the customer so you have to make sure that the cloud provider is compliant from these particular thing in us there are like you know health insurance portability and accountability act so any health insurance data it requires a specific compliance and it cannot be stored outside so when you are selecting any cloud provider you need to make sure that these all aspects are very well taken care in a due course okay so now we get into the security concept for each kind of a cloud computing. When you go on any cloud, whether it is a, a public cloud or a community cloud, it is very important to have an encryption. Because when we were discussing the characteristics of cloud, any cloud is, uh, which is having a multi-tenancy, the data security becomes very important factor. So you having uh, the encryption becomes inevitable on cloud. And if you go uh, and start configuring anything on Google cloud or uh, uh, Amazon cloud, when you are creating a database, it by default asks you uh, what kind of encryption you want to do. And that's where uh, the cryptographic, management and the key management for encryption becomes very important so if you are if you are taking the services from say a cloud provider and you are storing your encryption keys with the cloud provider then your security posture is compromised So key management should never be given to a cloud provider. You should manage the keys on your own. So customer manages key is the success factor for effective cryptography. Always remember that. Okay. And that also as as I mentioned uh, during our uh, starting of the session that. When you want to erase your data. From the cloud provider. It becomes very important that you do a key management because on, on cloud the crypt, cryptographic erase is the only safe way to remove your data. Okay, then, you know, it's very important for us to have a effective access control for all the data or all the media what is stored on cloud. And that is where the digital rights management and in uh, the information right management plays very important role because from that perspective. You are safeguarding yourself from any data getting copied using the network. Then we come to the virtualization security. Now on virtualization, please know uh, that when you are using virtualization whether it is on premise or it is on cloud virtualization is created using a physical hardware so normally it is the uh, physical server or a physical infrastructure on which there is the host layer of uh, operating system and then there is a hypervisor layer which helps you to create multiple guest operating systems so that is where the virtualization layer is created now why it is important because if you are doing the virtualization there are two types of virtualization okay in type 1 of virtualization you are running your virtualization layer directly on the hardware which is called a bare metal virtualization okay which is used widely for uh, all kind of a standard virtualization so you have a physical server and on that the virtual layer like you know vmware esx or any other hypervisor sits and on that you install your various uh, operating system whether it is linux or windows server or ubuntu whatever you are using okay and the second type of hypervisor is where you know you are having your physical server then you are installing the uh, operating system on it and on that operating system you are installing the uh, virtual uh, layer and then you are installing the virtual servers now these type two kind of a hypervisors are prone to attacks more than type one type one is kind of a safe hyper hypervisor From a virtual standpoint and this is a very important point to note because on a type 1 and type 2 there is a definite exam question. And it is a tricky question. So sometimes they might ask which is the safest uh, hypervisor to use and it is uh, in the options you can get type 1 type 2 type 3 type 4 and you have to select the right option and other thing can be which is not a safest one. But definitely on a virtualization security and a type, uh, type of hypervisor, there's 100% one question uh, in the exam. With the modern technology, uh, containerization is uh, very emerging and widely used. So there are so many containerization technologies like there is a Kubernetes, there are Dockers, there is Lambda functions from uh, AWS. So with that, your security uh, responsibility also keeps growing. And that is where, uh, when when any cloud architecture is designed in a particular way, the container security has also to be considered. If you are not considering, it leads to certain threats. So we come on uh, very common uh, threats which are uh, on cloud. So there is one common thing which is on data breaches. So whether you are on-prem or on cloud, the data breach is a high possibility. So cloud computing has widened and actually the scope of data breaches because with cloud computing bring your own devices also come into the picture. Because you are using your mobile devices for the apps. You are using laptops. So it is it is more breach prone. And uh, that is where you need uh, and if you are governed by various regulations, you also need to uh, report these kind of breaches to the governing bodies. So it's very important. Okay, then data loss data loss. You can definitely when when you are providing uh, any information or uh, download kind of a services, the data loss is quite common and uh, DRM is the best solution. to to prevent any data loss so that you know, you have your watermarks or you have any solutions to prevent unauthorized downloads or unauthorized copying of the data. Okay, then there are normally on on cloud also, there is denial of service, there are malicious insiders. So there are various uh, levels of threats which are also uh, possible and you need to take care of all these things when you are selecting and configuring the cloud. Okay. And as I mentioned at the beginning, when we were discussing cryptography uh, data and media sanitization. So if you are on premise uh, sanitizing, your media tapes, say backup tapes, is very simple. You can de them and you can destroy your data. If you are having a physical hard disk, you can destroy the physical hard disk, but in cloud, it is very difficult because you do not have any control on the physical devices where the data is stored. So what's the way? The easiest way for a data sanitization, which is used on cloud is cryptographic erase, which is also called crypto shredding. So what you do in cryptographic erase is that you uh, encrypt your data with a particular encryption key. And then you destruct your encryption key. So when the key itself is not available, nobody can retrieve your data. So it is as good as you are destructed your data. That's the safest way. And even on a cryptographic erase, there is a definite question in the exam. It's a very important from a cloud standpoint. Then, you know, when when we go on uh, each kind of a service uh, functionality, so on an infrastructure as a service, your security posture is different because uh, end customer is responsible for the OS and all the functionality. So uh, the security responsibilities majorly lies with the end customer when uh, when we discuss about infrastructure as a service. When you go on platform as a service, it mainly goes again to the cloud provider. So from uh, if if I go back. So if you refer this, so where uh, you are controlling the OS on a infrastructure as a service. You are responsible for the security, but in a platform as a service and a software as a service from a security of the environment perspective, it majorly lies with the cloud provider. Okay. So this this brings us to the next uh, concept, which is the uh, secure cloud computing principles when you design it. So please remember that when you are designing cloud, there is a data life cycle. And this again, we are going to discuss in uh, further two domains also, but please remember, it's a very important concept from an exam perspective. There are definite questions on this. Okay, so in data lifecycle on cloud, it's uh, the short form is C-S-U-S-A-D. Okay, so it is create, store, use, share, archive, destroy and you have to remember this in this sequence itself because in exam sometimes the question comes what comes after store phase or say what comes before archive phase or they might ask what happens in destroy phase so it's very very important that you know all these phases what happens so it's you know like on on cloud you create data simultaneously it gets stored Then it is used, it is shared. So each stage we will discuss in detail in the upcoming domains. Okay. Then we get into uh, the most important thing on uh, your architecture that when you are getting into a business continuity and disaster recovery. So uh, in the beginning, we discussed that as of today, many people are having their uh, data center still on premise but they are using the cloud as their DR. So what happens is you you have your primary data center sitting on your prem and if something goes wrong, you have your uh, recovery site on cloud. So sometimes when you are on cloud and this also we discussed, there is another concept is that you, if you are hosted on AWS, and you are hosted, say, in India region, then you can have your secondary site or a DR site in a different region. So that if something happens to Mumbai region, say your disaster recovery site is Ireland region. But these services on cloud are paid services. So if your primary is in cloud and you want also a DR, it's a paid service then the other option also what we discussed is that you have your primary uh, application uh, hosted on aws cloud and you use azure or a google cloud as your dr that is also possible okay how do you select your cloud provider so there has to be a cost benefit analysis from a security and other uh, requirements You know like you know if you are having a particular application how much it will cost to have it on premise vis-a-vis how much it will cost to host it on the cloud and you also need to look into is your software portable if you host it on aws is interoperability on any other provider possible how can you avoid the uh, vendor lock-in kind of a scenarios This has to be evaluated. If any of you are already a CISSP, then there are certain concepts on, you know, a common criteria which uh, helps you evaluate on the security posture or uh, the uh, standards of the cloud provider, which has the seven criteria as defined if you are not then uh, uh, when if you are just a ccsp aspirant i will suggest that you should refer uh, cissp uh, material to go through this because it's it's very important that you should know that how this uh, common criteria evaluation thing happens okay and also uh, when when we are evaluating a cloud provider There are certain certifications which should be evaluated like from a security information security management perspective. We should see that the cloud provider is certified with ISO 27001. It is also certified with ISO 27,017 for uh, guidelines on cloud services by implementation of controls. It is very important that these certifications are available also you can ask for the uh, soc reports which is uh, system and organization control reports uh, mainly you know uh, type 2 reports which are specific to the information technology so you get uh, type 1 and type 2 report in that uh, where you know the type 1 report is on the on a particular time and type 2 report is for last 6 months So this also, uh, normally these are not easily shared that has to go through a proper interaction with the cloud provider. But this is something which is recommended uh, that we we should have a look at it. For this also, if you are already not the CISSP certified, I will recommend that you go through the CISSP material to understand these certification requirements in detail, especially for the SOC and common criteria. Okay. then also uh, PCI DSS is another important thing which we have already discussed because PCI DSS uh, there are definite questions in exam because like, you know, uh, there was a question when I uh, specifically attempted that what are the uh, different levels on uh, merchant levels uh, where the PCI DSS certificate is given and there are four levels like, you know, if you are having six million and above and it is on transaction level it is not on the value so uh, the level one is if you are six million and above transactions level two is between one to six million level three is uh, between twenty thousand to one million transactions and level four is less than twenty thousand transactions so this is very important from an examination standpoint that you know that what are these criterias uh, of evaluation. Okay, and another important thing apart from this is the FIPS. The federal information processing standard which is issued by the uh, NIST and this standard especially FIPS uh, 142 is talking about the cryptographic solutions. So it is very important from examination perspective. And another important standard which is not covered in CCSP book, but it is again covered in CISSP, is FISMA, which is Federal Information Security Management uh, Management Act. That is again important from uh, the federal government perspective uh, from US side. So these are a few important things which should be uh, considered when you are evaluating a cloud service provider. I think uh, I have covered these on the broad level. See, this is a a express session. So I've I've tried to touch base uh, majority of the points. So uh, let us have a few questions on uh, domain one. These are just, you know, a sample questions uh, to give you a kind of a feel that how the questions are asked. Okay, so first question is which of the following tasks is in charge of developing cloud components
0: as well as service testing and validation and these are your options. The correct answer is developer of cloud services.
1: Next question is which of the following terms describe the cloud customer who pays only for the resources and services they use
0: in cloud environment and only for the time they use them. So correct answer for this question is B. The service that is measured
1: now see this is this is kind of a typical scenario which you will face in uh, exam where you know there are there are some terms which are uh, just mixed with uh, similar kind of a terminologies and uh, you are confused so there is when when you go through the principles in domain one it is uh, the characteristics of cloud it is said that the service should be Measured there is nothing uh, in in, uh, this return that service is metered. It's measured metered. There is no term called metered in the uh, characteristics of uh, cloud. Also, uh, when you are consuming a service what you consume, but then how they will decide that what you have consumed for your consumption there has to be a measurement so now metered and measured is not different but from a from a exam perspective in uh, the ccsp book what is uh, defined as characteristics is measured so they don't meter it they measure it and that measurement on when you go on uh, your uh, cloud dashboard or uh, the main console you can see the measurement uh, given on your each service okay today uh, what kind of consumption you have done for say your servers or your network and what is your uh, projected bill for those
0: services okay so the correct answer is measured so let's go to next question
1: next question is now this is a typical scenario based question so alice is the ceo for a software company she's Considering migrating the operations from the current on premise legacy environment into cloud. Which cloud service model
0: should she most likely consider for her company's purpose? The correct answer for this question is A
1: platform as a service. Why platform as a service is because when you are having a legacy environment okay you have a particular uh, operating system and particular version of that so if you move to a platform as a service where all those uh, components are taken care by the cloud provider you don't have to invest your time and energy to maintain that now in this because In that again, the entire ownership comes back on your team on configuring and maintaining that environment. Then uh, it basically you don't end up doing any particular uh, addition or a benefit to your company. So if you go on platform on service, you are just owner of your application and database layer and rest or the below all layers are maintained by the cloud provider. So normally from a legacy environment, if something is shifted on cloud, Basically people opt for a platform as a service. Unless there is a restriction on your operating system availability on cloud. Okay. So the next question Alice is the CEO for a software company. She is considering migrating the operations from the current on-premise legacy environment. Into cloud which aspect of the cloud uh, computing should she be most concerned about in terms of security issues. The answer is multi-tenancy multi-tenancy as as we discussed is the biggest concern. For any cloud selection because in a multi-tenancy environment you are uh, going to have a concern on your uh, security of your data and application from uh, the con- uh, access control perspective. So multi tenancy is the right answer. Again, it is a scenario based question. So Alice is the CEO of software company. She is considering migrating to the cloud operation uh, her operations from current on-premise legacy environment into cloud. In order to protect her company's intellectual property Alice might want to consider implementing all these techniques except So this is a typical uh, question where you know, you have to be careful that you have to eliminate the correct answer and select the wrong thing Again turnstile is the correct answer Go through the
0: next question and uh, just type your answer So B is the correct answer.
1: Okay, and on this again in today's session also we will we will have a a bit of a detailed discussion on this because from data security perspective or a data storing perspective. You should not store a sensitive data which is not required for your transaction processing. So credit card CV CCV number is something which is not required for any transaction processing and it should not be stored as per the government
0: regulation or the standard regulation. Okay. Let's go to the next question. So correct answer is a number of transactions per
1: year. If you remember we had a discussion on this and this is a very uh, important topic and uh, definitely there is one question. Now what I have selected is a pretty simple, but normally they also ask the different categories. What I explained yesterday that what comes under category one, two,
0: three. Let's go to the next question. Correct answer for this question is C. Uh, next question the correct answer here is b see on cloud
1: uh, as as we discussed the most important point and most sensitive point uh, when you migrate your operations to cloud is the security the cloud security And that is where uh, you you have to have more focus and you end up spending more money uh, in securing your environment on cloud. And that affects your financial benefits.
0: So in in the given options uh, that's that is the correct answer. Okay, let's move to next question. So the correct answer is indeed ISO 27001.
1: This is the most important ISO framework which depicts the uh, security management uh, standards and uh, processes to
0: be followed by an organization from a cloud provider perspective.